This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, June 2nd. Holy buckets, the champs defend the title. Monaga softball is going to the state tournament for the second straight year. Like you said, Corey, they won Section 5A yesterday, and they did it twice over the Mille Lacs Raiders. And I don't just mean that they beat them twice yesterday. They also beat Mille Lacs to go to the state tournament last year. But let's rewind a little bit to yesterday afternoon. So Monaga comes in through the elimination bracket. They lost to Mille Lacs on Tuesday, beat Walker Hackensack Akeley after that to get back to the championship game stage. But unlike last year, they needed to beat Mille Lacs twice. And Monaga jumped out to a 4-0 lead after two innings in game number one. Seemed Useful. Like, seemed like they were cruising. And then Mille Lacs started to come back. They slowly chipped away. They got a run here. They got a run there, and all of a sudden, the game was tied up at 5 going into the top of the 7th inning. Malax just tied it up, and he thought, oh no, Like, was this game going to unravel? What's going to happen? And then a couple breaks went Monaga's way, and a ball got into the outfield, and they were able to get that go-ahead run in from third base, and they were up 6-5, to five, and they would hold on to win by that score. And then it forced an elimination game, a winner-take-all situation to go to the state tournament. And you could tell the Braves had the momentum, and they jumped out to a 6 nothing lead. They were the home team in game number two. They escape a runner in scoring position jam in the first inning, then in the bottom half of their inning, hang up a 6, and then they go on to win 10 nothing yep. in six innings. So the Braves... Held out. They're going back down to Bancato. Corey, when's that happening? Uh, that state tournament is happening next week. But I just w- I want to go back to that really quickly because there's a really important, what a deflating first inning that was yeah. for Malax. Like In both games. Uh, in both games. But, like, you, you fight like you did. Uh-huh. Come up just a little short, but it's okay because you've got two games to only win one game. And then Monaga just comes out and goes, mm, we'll take this now. We- it was like just a super deflating, like exactly what you need to do kind of an inning if you're Monaga. It was, it was like it's never over, of course, mm-hmm. but listening as it's happening, you're like, it's they're it's happening. They, it's over. You're not coming back from from getting punched in the mouth like that. They got after. It's not that they just got punched in the mouth. They got kind of tapped in the ribs throughout the afternoon, and then that punch to the face. And yeah, they just didn't know how to respond. And Minag was able to hang on and get the ten nothing win. As we take a look at the players of the game for game one for the Braves, our player of the game was Eileen Anderson. She went 3-for-4 with an RBI and also behind the plate throughout a base stealer uh, in Game 1. And then in Game 2, Joey Cole threw six shutout innings in Game 2, threw 13 total innings on the afternoon along with a two-RBI single in the first inning to help establish that lead. So the state tournament next week, June 8th and 9th, that's a Thursday and Friday, of course, at Caswell Park in North Mankato. Uh, I'm on the Minnesota State High School League site right now. They don't have uh, complete brackets filled out. I'd imagine there's other games around the state that are happening today. Mm -hmm. Um, Just as a reminder, they seed one through five. 
and then uh, random draw from from that point forward. But no matter what, the quarterfinals will be Thursday, scheduled to begin at 1.30 on Thursday next week. So no matter what is happening, Monaga, 1.30. Win or lose, you play again that evening. You either play in a championship semifinal or in a consolation semifinal, and those are scheduled to start at 8.15. The third-place game would be on Friday at 3.30. The championship game would be um, on Friday at 5.30, and then obviously I forgot to mention the fifth-place game would be Friday at 1.30. Now, we go through all of that to say, if you have been around the state softball tournament even a little bit, you know that by 1.30, the tournament has had four, um, was had three other um, classes of quarterfinal games that have needed to be played. Mm-hmm. If Monaga plays at 1.30, it will be nothing short of like an actual miracle. <laughs> and they have games scheduled for 8.15 again that night. If that game happens anywhere like before nine o'clock, again, like I would consider repenting for your sins because the Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. <laughs> There's just no way. So just be prepared for that, especially Monaga fans. Like, obviously, you're going to want to get there and soak it in. The softball tournament's an incredible experience. If you've never been, I cannot recommend the state softball tournament enough. There's, um, like an unreal number of fields mm-hmm. and an unre- it, the energy at these softball fields. You know, the, there's there's chanting coming from the dugouts, and now we're talking about summer. Um, it's always a little chaotic, too, because the big schools are dealing with graduations. Yep. So they, like, the, the big school, they always go early with the big schools, so that way they can get to their graduations by some – I mean, it is – it's – chaos in the very best possible way you should really go to a state softball tournament if you've never been they're also perpetually behind schedule like the first game start when the first game is supposed to start and that's it that's (laughs) that's it there's nothing they can do about it um the one nice thing that they that they do however is, is on that first day is when a field is open you play yeah um, especially if it gets very behind schedule, then they start moving things around. They don't like wait for all of class four A to get done to get to the three A tournament or yeah. whatever. So just be prepared for that, Monaga Braves fans, and also congratulations. Two years in a row, it's pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool. Hey, t- today, this afternoon, eleven forty five pregame, noon first pitch. We have section five A baseball. Yep, Sabika Trojans and the Pine River Bacchus Tigers. These yep. two teams met. Back in April, and it was a 6-3 win for Sabika. We'll see now that you know, a lot has changed in that time, including the temperature. Uh, we'll see how that right, game goes. Right. That'll be right here on KWAD. That game takes place in Sabika. Should mention uh, um, the only other section baseball game on the docket today also comes out of Section 5A. It's an elimination game. Bertha Hewitt Verndale will host Laporte. All right. Hey, Corey, uh, I got a question for you. Please. Uh, before I ask that question, I just want you to listen to this. And a 1-1 pitch, a fly ball, center field, deep. Miles Straw drifting back. He'll turn. That ball is gone. Royce Lewis ties the game. A 2-1 homer to the berm in center. 
And Lewis ties it up 6-6 at target field. The Twins were down 6-3 heading into the bottom of the eighth inning. They get a run earlier, and then Royce Lewis ties the game. The Twins go on to win in the bottom of the ninth, 7-6. But my question is, is Royce Lewis like the reincarnation of Kirby Puckett? A, no. That's blasphemous. (laughs) How dare you even suggest that? (laughs) The guy's played like 14 games. Hey, the heart wants what the heart wants. The heart does want. I will say this, though. Um, uh, and it goes along with the heart wants of the heart wants. It's not going to take long at at his current pace, and I include the games he played last year before getting hurt. It's not going to take long before Royce Lewis is my favorite twin. He's great. Everything, <laughs> like I, I forget sometimes, and I said this on Twitter yesterday, I forget that Royce Lewis is a number one overall draft pick. Oh, yeah, he's legit. He's got a lot of t- – turns out he's got a lot of talent, and yeah. he can play baseball very well. I know – And it's translated. Yeah. Early. It's developed. He's shown – and not just like, oh, it's kind of been a nice player. When he's played, and it's only been like 10 major league games. Yeah. So, But when he's played, he's been impactful. The tw- It's like the Byron Buxton effect. The Twins win when he's in the lineup, and his personality is infectious. You just hear – uh, guys talk about him all the time, and um, you you hear his rehab. He just be chomping at the bit, and they basically have to hold him back because he's trying to like rehab so hard to come back. And he's just like apparently the nicest guy in the world. And then you hear clips from him post game yesterday, and pretty much just reinforces everything. He's just like a twenty three year old kid who's like the one of the best baseball players right now, and. Not in the league, but just turn. He's always been one of the best players. He's one of the on best the players on the team. Yeah, and and like and and I'm not. I don't say it this way to like demean Byron Buxton because it's true what you said. Byron Buxton is like when he plays, they're a 95 win team. That's true. Um, Buxton was not this immediately effective nope. offensively. It took Buxton. It took Buxton like four or five seasons yes. in the majors to become a threat offensively. And what Lewis does defensively is not like it's not as good as what Buxton can do defensively. No, but it's important to note that Byron Buxton is not currently playing defense, and it's not that much. Lewis is not that much worse of a defender. Like he is doing. Lewis was the backup center fielder when he got yeah. hurt, remember? If he didn't tear his ACL, I guarantee you Royce Lewis would have been the starting opening day center fielder. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, and 100%. There's nothing ruling out he doesn't ever go back there. But, right. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. It's how this- awesome, man. I, I, It's really, again, we talked about it yesterday. The Twins are the only Minnesota franchise who are in this spot of, like, we, we're trying to win right now. Trading for Lopez, signing Correa a year ago, signing that deal with Buxton. Um, they're in a win now kind of mode, but they also have Buxton's young. Correa's not old yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they've got Lewis. They've got uh, Brooks Lee, who is who is inches away from getting his first phone call. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Like there's there's this real excitement and real hope for not only this year but like hey, this feels sustainable and no other no other Minnesota team has that. Right. Uh one last thing, Corey, Bally, uh what's your opinion on them? Bally Sports North, the TV home of the Twins. I am irrational about Bally and I think it's fairly well established that I hate them. <laughs> 
every fiber of their being. Well, good news, they're yeah. going bankrupt. It's great news. And the and the bankruptcy court revealed yesterday that they have to pay the twins 100% of what they owe them. Wow. Which means that they're more than likely going to, at some point, default and give the rights back to Major League Baseball, and Bally will no longer broadcast twins games. So why don't you... Give a little background on what happened with San Diego and why this is and how this is like potentially going to affect the Twins. Yeah, so Bally Sports North agreed that they were not going to pay their debt to the San Diego Padres. They weren't going to make the payments that they agreed upon, and so they gave up their rights to broadcast San Diego Padres games. Major League Baseball has taken over production of those games. And so if that were to happen with Bally in Sports North and the Twins, then Major League Baseball would take over production. And I believe that basically they would just absorb everybody who's currently working. So I believe Dick Bramer would still be broadcasting and all that crew. But again, it's kind of a murky situation. And are they going to be on places like YouTube TV? Are they going to only be on DirecTV and local cable like they were before? How is that going to work? And will they not be accessible? Because that's the one thing, is now that Major League Baseball is getting the rights to their own games, how can they make the game as accessible for everyone to watch as possible? Because you're not going to get people to care unless there's an easy and somewhat affordable way to watch the games. And we'll see how that plays out, and we'll see how it continues, because there's a good chance that it might not happen soon, but it'll happen sooner rather than later, where the Twins are no longer on Bally Sports North. And the same thing goes, by the way, for the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Wild. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, June 2nd.